DWN Productions THC Podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com, the YouTube and Facebook page. Hey Joe, just woke up from a nap again. How about you? I'm uh, as tired as last <laughs> week for sure. Just good to hear. Tired again, but live but and I'm- direct. In that fucking ass, Joseph. Did you hey, have Tom, a week? Yes. You ever uh, remove and install a ceiling fan? No. I don't recommend. It's not fun. Not a fun task at all. Why? Seems like it could be an all right time. Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, I did two this weekend. Uh, the ceiling fan and in our bedroom's been out for a while and it's been one of these things that I've just been putting off, putting off doing because I know it's not going to be fun, but finally got to it this weekend. Uh, it was like a five hour task and yes, this should be much easier. Maybe I'm just fucking dumb and don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I got it up there and, uh, it doesn't seem to be that the ceiling fan was the problem, you know? So, cause I'm still not getting power there. So I'm going to teach myself about switches and try to replace a switch maybe next week. You know what uh, you could do? mm. You can send old Corey a text. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But no, the one I did in Dutch's room, that was all right. But a lot of cussing this weekend. A lot of cussing (laughs) doing those things. It always seems like you have trouble doing the work of a man. I, I do. I do. It's no screen and t-shirts, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, man. So, did that. I'm really tired. 
<laughs> not being able to put up ceiling fans can really take it out of you. It does. It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't recommend it, you know. But uh, I don't even know what to say about that. Fuck <laughs> it, you know. How's your week been, Tom? Uh, I got some stuff done, so that was that was great. Not as much as I wanted to do because I didn't have as much perma blood or sperma blood as I call it. Because every time I get a jug, I write an S in front of the perma because it makes me laugh. And every time I pick it up, I'll giggle just like I did there because it says sperma blood. <laughs> it's good to make yourself laugh and keep yourself happy and good spirits, Tom. I'm a simple man, young Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Jake Taft, our number one fan. Um, yeah, and on Monday, uh, my computer crashed at, at the shop. And the guy that usually works on it for me, he's been on vacation. So I've been having, holiday, I've been having to lug the old laptop around and... Uh, I might have lost some shit on there, but I don't care about that. What what really throws me off is losing Adobe Photoshop. Because uh, now, like, like you have to do the subscription service. They don't have it where you buy the motherfucker. It's, you know, 40 bucks a month or something. Which, you know, I'm going to be giving these fuckers, what, 350 bucks a year? Yeah, you can subscribe for a year for a little cheaper. That's what stopped me from... Getting uh, the newest version of Photoshop on ye old laptop here. It's because it's subscription-based now. Yeah. And, you know, I don't need any of the upgrades or, you know, the new shortcuts or shit they do. You know, CS5 worked fine for me. So, I don't know. I'll do some digging tomorrow. Maybe I can find some asshole on eBay selling it. But uh, <laughs> Find a cracked version. Yeah. But I might just have to, in the interim, do uh, uh, the subscription thing. Well, like this laptop, it doesn't even have a disk drive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of the computers now, they don't come with it because they, they're in cahoots with all these companies. They want you to to cloud base everything and they want you to, you know, fucking pay monthly for everything. But yeah. Well, at least it's a write off. Yeah. Still got to pay for it. Still got to pay it. Yeah. This is, these are the woes of a small businessman. Mm. You know, so it's been this week, you know, because like, uh, like I've had several bills increase this past month and it's just kind of bringing me down, you know, making me a little weary thinking about what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know? <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I had to buy some materials for a new run of masks and, I've definitely noticed that every single thing that I had to buy to make the masks has went up in price. Yep. So I'll be passing on the buck soon, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony, what kind of money could I get for a kidney? You know, <laughs> One of yours, not you know, much. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've abused my body with alcohol, all, you know, for fifty years. And dicks. So. <laughs> Tom's a little more awake this time if he's got the, the little banter like that. Witty banter, yeah. as some would call it. And I'm all hopped up on mood juice. <laughs> yeah, the old H2O. 
Texas tea. Yeah, so there's that, you know, and that's it. Watch some movies, read some comic books, watch some television shows. Well, yeah, how was that? <laughs> Don't you drink that, you fuck. <laughs> Movie-wise, I watched something called Penda's Finn. I think I... <laughs> I don't know. This is another one from the All the Haunts BRs box set. Oh, shit. I thought it was going to be another Asian animated fish movie. No, that would have been preferable than <laughs> Penda's Fen, which is a... Uh, it does have shit that has to do with uh, with like old-timey folk stuff or whatever. Because it is but folk horror. But it's not a horror movie. It's just about a kid like growing up and he's questioning life. You know, it's like, hey, you know, it's all lies. You're right, kid. It all is fucking lies. And the best of your years are behind you. Uh, yeah. This wasn't a good flick, but it's hailed <laughs> as one of the best to come out of uh, Britain or whatever. The British, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, man. Uh, this just sucked. It was boring. It was really fucking boring. Uh, how much was this box set again? I don't remember what I paid for it. But for right now, I'm thinking it's like 60-40. Like, good is 40% and then the 60 is bad. So I've got two more films and an audio book to go through on the set. Um, the next movie is called Robin Redbreast, and I'm guessing that's a British film too. I I don't fucking know. Hey, your sound is off. I can't hear a fucking word you're saying, Tom. Mm mm. Nothing. Nothing. Technical difficulties. Bugs Life. That's a good one, Jake Taft. That's a good one. Tom is going to do a series of Bug Life. And welcome. There he is. To DWN Productions. I moved the fucking computer a little bit, and then it said my mic was unplugged. And then from there, I guess I had to unmute it. What's mm. up, Stellar? How's your life going? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, shit. Did you watch anything, Tom? Anything yes, exciting? I watched a Red Bird's Breast. Red Bird's Breast. Robin, they call oh, him. Oh, right on. Okay. Yes, excuse me. <clears throat> Goofy? I watched a movie called All About Evil. It, uh, it is about a lady who has left her father's movie theater and uh she's not doing very good business but she turns it around by showing like little short films that she made that uh involve actual murder you've never heard of anything like this before have you joe mm -mm. oh the movies are real and we gotta save our business by killing people. Ooh, it's not one trope but two in the same movie. 
Uh, this stars Natasha Leon from uh, Freeway 2, Invasion of the Trick Babies. Uh, her acting's about as good in this one as it was in that one. Yeah, she ain't got a lot of range, does she? <laughs> no, it's uh, very over-the-top and ham-assed. It's like she should be in a Chris Seaver movie or something. And for you, that is uh, the dude who made Terror at Blood Fart Lake. Oh, I was thinking Mike Seaver. No. Growing pains. <laughs> no, but you can do me one favor, and that's uh, show me that smile again. Show me that smile again. <laughs> show me that smile. Oh, that acapella version. That was good. <laughs> But yeah, um, it's trying to be funny. It's really not. It's uh, It has some good gore effects in it, but that really doesn't save it from uh, how poorly it's acted and just how not funny it is. I'm sure some people can dig it and be like, oh, that was, if I seen this when it came out, maybe I would have appreciated it more because that was like 12 years ago. I think this was a 2010 release. But nowadays, this kind of thing just isn't my speed. But uh, I would say it's trauma-ish, but slightly more classy. <laughs> this was also in the All the Haunts Be Hours set, Joe. This is a folk horror movie that I found out. It was uh, released by Severin, so... Everybody check it out. It's one of the best movies ever made and uh, highly recommended. $40, pay at least for it. Yeah, I didn't care for it too much there, Joe. But it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, but <laughs> just not for me. I got you. Um, also on this disc was a uh, short film called The Pledge. And it is about three guys that the they're highwaymen. You see, they rob people on the highway. And uh, one of their buddies got busted. Busted and, open. And they hung him. And what the British would do is they would just leave your body to fucking decompose. You know, it's just like, fuck, you ain't getting buried. So what they do is uh, they had pledged... Like, if that happened to any of them, that they would go and cut down the body and give it a proper burial. <laughs> so, yeah, they cut him down. They find, a like, a bishop's uh, tomb or something, take the bishop's bones and throw them out of there and bury their friend in that. And uh, But this guy wasn't, like, a good guy. You know, he was a fucking rapist and a murderer. <laughs> so the short film is about... So he was a horror-holic is what you're saying. <laughs> he was a horror <laughs> Something uh, Barry or Steven something. <laughs> Was he racist too? Eric Idle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Billy Owens. Yeah, I don't know. Joe Schmo. Um, this was better than the fucking feature. You know, it was better than Pender's Finn or whatever. <laughs> fuck. Uh, and I think that's been the most case. Like these real, these short films that they're throwing in there in these box sets as uh, extras are better than the main features. Mm. That's nice to hear. At least you're watching the special features on something, but that's their film. Like you have you to. It's not like, uh, 
because all of them have commentaries, but I don't want to watch a commentary for a movie I didn't like to begin with. I uh, I went through my memories on old Facebook, and a couple days ago, it was something like Predator Doc or the Predator commentary is the most boring thing I've <laughs> ever fucking listened to. I'm so glad I didn't go back and re-listen to that thing. Forewarned. Yep. Thank you, me from the past. Yeah. Well, I watched that in the theater, so I didn't have an option. Not that I would have taken it. Oh, no. Uh, the original Predator. Oh. Well, the okay. one that was just called Predator. Predator. My bad. I know it gets confusing. It, it does. Not Predators, plural. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> fucking pricks. <laughs> but we'll get to that. When's that new fucking one come out? Is that this week? Friday. Friday, okay. Right, so uh, it's on Hulu. Yes, perfect Do you have time. a Hulu subscription? I do. Nice, I might have to get that information from you. you you're welcome to use it again, just like when you watched your one little cartoon show. Thank you. That was the Modoc show, Joe. The Modoc show, <laughs> yes, with Patton Oswald. Yep. Yeah. Remember that time they talked about season two? <laughs> no. Neither was anybody else. Because it was shit. Took your word for it. Good. <clears throat> Excuse me, Joe. Have you ever seen Humanoids from the Deep? I have. Have you ever seen the Humanoids from the Deep remake? I wasn't aware there was a remake. There is a remake, Joe. In this one, the uh, the government, they do tests on death row inmates to mutate them into fish people. <laughs> death row recording artists. <laughs> yep. So Tupac fucking has his fucking hands sewn to his fucking sides like the fucking idiot from Tusk. <laughs> and then he jumps over a fucking dock and he gets caught by some Korean guy who fucking cuts his head off and puts his cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> Jump, Free Willy. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> So with uh, Humanoids from the Deep remake. So yeah, that's how the uh, fish people are made and or the explanation for it in this one, even though there's a subplot to where uh, this chemical company is dumping their shit in the ocean. So that probably should have been how these things were made. But no, we're mutating death row inmates, you fuck. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They got a message, Tom. They've got a yes. message they're trying to get across. Yes, and it's uh, rape isn't good because all of it is cut out of this movie, and that is not really a part of it. Unfortunately, there still is a dead dog, and uh, this time you see the dog get killed. And what else? I don't know. It's uh, it seems like a sci-fi channel movie. Like a sci-fi channel remake, but it was 1996. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty in line with, uh, you know, 1996 direct-to-video horror movies. It's got a cool creature suit. There's some good gore in it, but, you know, the original was better. This one's not bad. It's worth a watch for sure, but the original's better. It's got all that rape. Yeah, yes, it does. And you know, me, Stephen Barry, if there's one thing I like, it's racism. 
And if there's two things I like, it's raping someone when you're being a racist. So that's what I, Stephen Barry, say. Yep. Oh, shit. There's a video thing. It's a blurb on the box. <laughs> Professional rapist, Stephen Barry. <laughs> yeah, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Just, uh, the whole, you know, turning death row inmates into fishmen's fucking stupid. But it's all right. The fish costumes, look at the fish costumes. The monster suits look pretty cool. <laughs> I'm still partial to the original ones, but I mean, they're cool. It's worth a watch. It's just not as. Hey, am I boring you fucking here, Joe? Yes. <laughs> all right. Then what'd you watch? Death row inmates and all that. Um, I watched <laughs> Encounter with the Unknown. You ever heard of this one, Tom? Yep. Yeah. This is a <laughs> narrated by Rod Serling. Ah, good old Rod. Yeah, who was the creator and narrator of the Twilight Zone mm. and the Night Gallery. So they had a little bit of money. And they spent it all to bring in Rod Serling to narrate three pieces of shit story that are poorly, poorly acted. And uh, they're not thrilling or interesting at all. The first of which is about a lady that throws a curse on three guys. And they're going to die seven days apart from each other. Damn. And they, and they do. But... Who gives a fuck? They watch a videotape? No. no. They got her son to go to some lady's house thinking uh, that it was a date waiting there for him and the lady shoots him. So the mom was kind of mad. Uh, the second story is about a kid that goes fishing with his dog and then his dog disappears and then there's a big hole in the ground I think maybe the dog went in there. But what the hell is this hole? Is it a new cave that opened up here? Or if we don't know, let's send the, the kid's dad down in a rope to check it out. And he comes back up and he's insane now. It's whatever was in that hole, you see. And the third story, I fucking don't even remember. I just watched this like two, three days ago. And I'm already forgetting. This fucking sucked, man. This was just fucking dog shit what was that third story who gives a shit not me not me i do not recommend this i do not recommend you watch it on tubi tubi.tv mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry rod you really blew this one yeah <laughs> you watch anything else joe i thought you watched like tons of movies no, I watched uh, two other movies. I watched Cadillac Records. This is a story of chess records, but they called the movie Cadillac Records because they were constantly buying Cadillacs for their uh, artists. And uh, so it's a story of the record company, but also some people that recorded there, like uh, uh, Little Walter and uh, <laughs> Willie Dixon. Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf 
and Edit James. So you're familiar with Edit James, aren't you? I am. Ed I James. love all of his hits. Sing us a little of that At Last song. Free at last, free at last, free, free, free at last, free, free, free at last. (laughs) This movie's really good. It's something that I probably wouldn't have watched, but, you know, sometimes the old little woman wants to watch something. You kind of got to sit there and watch it. But it was good. It was a good flick, so I'm glad she picked this one. Uh, I listened to a lot of blues music, so... It was interesting. Is that because you're an old sad Interpretations of them. You know, you got Cedric the Entertainer playing Willie Willie Dixon. Yeah. Or as I call him, Willie D. And uh, uh, the guy from Predators, Adrian Brody, he played Lawrence Chess. Was he talking like this in it? No, he was more talking like this, Tom. Because uh, he's a Chicago guy. Uh, and then you have the Houston girl, uh, Beyonce. She played Eddie, Edda James. Man, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> good movie. I recommend it. I think we watched it on the old Hulu. So maybe you can watch that right after you watch Predator, Native Son, or whatever it's called. <laughs> I think it's New Moon Rising. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tatanka. um and that's it tom what else did you watch i watched a movie that won best special effects at the 2022 houston horrific festival of fright films what would this movie be called I thought it was something about Night of the Hoot Owl, but I guess it is just called the Hoot Owl. Hooty hoo! That's the code for the killers. Mm-hmm. So, so Joe, what's, Le- what's this about, Tom? Oh, about an hour and seven minutes long. Thankfully, it's a short one, Joe. Uh, I watched this as well, Tom. So you don't sound too happy about it. Thanks, you know, for sending us the screener. This was directed by Jason and Jason. And or uh, I call them the Jason. And you guys made a movie, but uh, it took 50 minutes for somebody to get killed. It's an hour and seven minutes. I was watching this and I was like, shit, this has been going on a long time, you know. And when finally somebody did get killed, I checked, and it was, yeah, it was like the 50-minute mark. I was like, that's way too long ago, you know, if you're having a, a killer movie. And yep. just a lot of... Uh, Don't say meandering. Character building, I guess, you know, yeah. that they're trying to do, that uh, a lot of it was unnecessary, I, some of the stuff with the girl that plays in at the end of the movie, but a lot of the rest of it, like they have a fucking montage clothes changing scene with two girls dancing around. Just trying on, you know, the dead people's clothes that they bought the house from just playing dress up, Joe. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, and I was thinking, well, you can edit some of this, but you can't, it's already an hour and seven minutes long. So it's a brief movie. But like then the credits stretch. 
Yeah, they do. They do. Um, the audio was, you know, for a independent movie, the audio was pretty good. Yeah, there was some brief nudity, and that was nice <laughs> to see. I think it was somebody who wasn't one of the actresses. It was. Just I don't a, think it was. Yeah, because you know they, this woman was a bit more shapely than either one of these looked like. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of something that would have came out direct to Hollywood video in the uh, something that I would have watched, you know, directly from Hollywood video when they had their two for three for 15 bucks or whatever it was. So, uh, group, uh, I want to say a group of kids, but these are like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, people and they uh buy a house that uh somebody died in, and uh the twins who used to live there ran away. So, uh, we're supposed to believe that this house was just sold without anybody checking it out to see if anybody was living there, the condition of it. Just the house was sold on the internet by one 20 year old picture. So that's kind of hard to believe there. But, uh, I mean, that's the story. Turns out the twins are still living there. And uh, they're going to kill you in the last 10 minutes of the movie. And those twins have been doing some <laughs> fucking, I guess. Yeah. Or she was fucking a dog. I'm not sure. But somehow the girl twin got pregnant. But uh, it won Best Special Effects, which... I mean, they're okay. I wasn't expecting the head to actually pop off when uh, the chain was getting twisted on the tree. But uh, then they show that thing going in the eye, and they just keep going back to that dummy head and that just stark white eyeball with no vein work or anything on it. And if you show a dummy head for more than a second, everybody's going to know it looks so fake and yeah. they just keep going back to it because they like that shot of the blood coming out but if- and i thought the same thing had they just like like just did that one glimpse and then that's it you're not gonna have time to inspect like hey this looks faker every time the that they linger on it they go back uh go back a few times but, yeah uh i mean there is blood there is gore I guess don't think about it. I don't know. Like we've talked about before, I'm kind of over slasher movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was interested in this one because it did win best special effects. And I mean, they're there. Granted, you know, making copies of people's body in silicone and making it look okay isn't hard to do. Not talking shit or anything. I'm just saying uh, that's kind of like basic, easy stuff. But it does look okay. They just show it a little, a little too much. Uh, I'll say this: the killer's mask looks better than the predator's helmet in this predator movie. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah, and that's got to be heavy, to fucking too, because it's made out of like a cow's pelvis bone mm-hmm. or some shit. So I mean, that has to be heavy yeah, as shit. Wearing it, comfortable, I'm sure. Uh, as far as independent movies go, like no budget independent movies, this one is okay. Uh, I would say average if you're a slasher fan and like that's your thing, slasher movies, give it a shot. It's worth a watch. There's some blood in it. 
Uh, but I mean, it's just, it's a short movie and it takes a long time for pretty much anything to happen. Like, I think they needed some kind of kill at the beginning of the movie yeah. to set things up and yeah, just to set a tone and say, Hey, you're going to get more of this later. Yeah. But uh, Joe, talk about it for a minute. I want to bring up the release information. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, one of the things I'd say I liked about it is I didn't recognize anybody in it. <laughs> it's a bootleg buff Bagwell. Now, in like uh, a lot of the filmmakers from Dallas, it's like the same people that are in the, their films over and over and over. Like I didn't recognize any of these people, so maybe like they went outside. And actually did some casting and didn't cast their buddies or something. Um, yeah, that's it. it. So was was uh, the Houston Horror Film Festival uh, the first screening for this? No, I think it was in other places too. It already has distribution. It's coming out on Blu-ray the eight or eight sixteen twenty two from uh brink vision films which i've never heard of before but congrats to them for it not being on wild eye so <laughs> they got that going for them uh the one thing that i uh like <laughs> the main thing of this movie i was into is how much the interior of their house looked like the interior of my house before they remodeled it it's like if you look into the background right now, this is the only room that hasn't been remodeled. And it's like, hey, that looks like the interior of the Hoot Owl house <laughs> with all that wood paneling and wood shit. Panel, that fall wood paneling. <laughs> yep. Then it has the fucking fireplace and all that shit, too. So the whole time I was like, man, the structure of the house with the beams going up with like the cathedral ceiling and shit. I was like, man, this looks so much like <laughs> they went in a time machine and shot inside the fucking house. You think there was any fish in that pond, Tom? You know, hell yeah, there's fish in there. Let's go get my shit and hey, now we got to work, boy. Okay, we'll come back later now. Yeah, uh, it was what it was. It's worth a watch for like hardcore slasher movie fans, but... I mean, it is what it is. It's short, and it takes a while to get there. I think that's that's the main problem. But it has distribution. They got a movie made. They got distribution. That's the fucking goal, so they should be commended for that fucking alone. Yeah. And they fucking won an award or two. So good for them. <clears throat> I don't know what else to say, but I appreciate the screener for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Jasons. <laughs> or the Jasons, as I call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry it wasn't a better review, Doc. Calls them like we see them. Yep. Speaking of seeing stuff. <laughs> it's like the fake wood panelings alive, Joe. <laughs> Okay, so this is The Predator. This came out, what, two years ago? Three? Uh, 2018, I want to say. Okay, so five, four? I don't do that. Three, two, one. Um, Yeah, this one, it starts off with a 
fucking space battle. Like there's, you know, two ships shooting it out or whatever. You know, one of them does like a space warp thing and comes to Earth. You know, you know, jettisons out of an escape pod, and it's a predator. Yeah, it's a predator, and he just happens to stumble upon a an army guy that's going to shoot some cartel members or something. But uh, instead, he gets the predator's helmet and his little wrist gauntlet thing and sends him home to his son <laughs> so he can play with them. Did you say his artistic son? Yes. Oh, he likes to paint and shit. Yes. Uh, no, he's very autismed out, this kid. Um, we know this because... <laughs> Because everyone in school calls him a fucking little bitch kid. Right, yeah. And, uh, but he's one of these smart art autisms that, like, if chess pieces fall off, you know, the or get thrown off the board, he's going to know exactly where to put them back. So he's got the smarts going. And not but just one, but, you know, like in school, when you'd have to pair up into twos and learn how to, excuse me, play chess. Mm-hmm. So there's like 12 different chess games going on. So say all those boards get knocked over. They'll be able to put them back up where the pieces were on each one. He's a genius. He has the magic of autism. In the meantime, Olivia Munn is a scientist, you see. And she's pulled in because they got a predator held in captivity. A and naked want, predator. And they want her to do some research on it. But she doesn't really have time for that because shortly after she gets to the research facility, this predator wakes up and uh, just starts kicking everybody's ass and everything, including Jake Busey, who's playing the son of Gary Busey. Who you probably wouldn't know that he's playing the son unless you looked it up. Unless or you read Wikipedia <laughs> like I did. Because they don't mention that at all. Don't mention it. Uh, so meanwhile, while that's going on, the soldier guy that mailed off the stuff to I his I think his name is Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. <laughs> he uh, He's getting thrown into military prison or military insane people. And he's in a bus with uh with the Punisher, and uh, but not the good Punisher. A couple of other quirky individuals, Tom. But they just happen to bust out of that bus, that prison. Bus. <laughs> They're busting out. Yeah, and uh, he finds out that the predator is after his autism son. Well, let me stop you there, Joe. Yeah, I'm lost on this well, shit. No, I'm... you're you're doing good. I just want to say. The ragtag group of prisoner tough guys we follow in this movie all fucking suck. <laughs> Every last oh, one. Oh, I'm of getting them. to how much it sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this predator, he just wants his helmet and his wrist gauntlet back, but turns out he, he just wanted his hockey mask back or his machete, whatever the fuck. <laughs> he's being hunted by. A big predator. The predator. The predator. And the dove predator's got a couple of dogs. And, Different uh, from predators. 
You're right. It's a different cool. species of dog. Yeah. Yeah. And one becomes domesticated from being shot in the head. Because it turns <laughs> out what the predators are doing now is they're collecting DNA. From, uh, so they're intergalactic prostitutes. That they hunt Intergalactic after. baby mamas. They're doing genetic modification to themselves so they can become a bigger and stronger race. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, that's the movie. You know, the soldiers are fighting the government. Uh, FB or CIA or whatever the fuck they are, and the predators are fighting the predators, and the autism goes on a spaceship, and this would have been okay if it hadn't have been the predator movie. <laughs> this is trying to be comedy. It's trying to be a uh, like a big budget action comedy flick, and uh, I. I just don't think it had a place in the whole Predator franchise thing. It just, it was not good. The dialogue was just shit. Um, that helmet, that fucking helmet looked ridiculous. The new Predator, he looked stupid. Those dogs were fucking dumb. You know, one of them, I don't know, gets, a you know, like. Shot in the head because domesticated. The head, and, now, and now he's friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Olivia Munn's pretty, but so what? You know? <laughs> I didn't care for it, Tom. I didn't care for it. Yeah. Uh, this is the worst one for me in the series. And uh, that being so, it's definitely leaps and bounds better than the worst Hellraiser movie or the worst Chainsaw movie. But still, it's uh, it's not good. Uh most of the characters are pretty fucking unlikable. Them treating autism like a magical power is questionable. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they explained that the Predator wanted the kid because the Predator wants autism. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> he wants to harness the power of autism. Yeah. And at the end, the fucking kid gets a job like... uh teaching the military predator technology because uh -huh. he's autistic and understands it. Yeah. And uh, the and, this and then somebody had mailed the government some predator armor. Yeah, so the predator <laughs> who's being hunted, he's trying to give this gift of an Iron Man suit to humanity to fight the predators because they're coming to Take all the DNA and take mm -hmm. over Earth because that's what aliens do in movies. This movie's about a race traitor, is what it is. <laughs> He's just betraying the Predator Empire. Can't say it. Can't say it. It would be funny to say that this Predator had jungle fever, so he had to escape to get better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, enough with making the Predator, like, friends of people. Like, I can dig, like, oh, I respect you because you killed the Predator, so now you live or whatever, and they have that mutual respect, but quit trying to be fucking the Predator and humans or friends and shit. That's... And this time we actually get subtitles for when the Predators Fuck. talk. <laughs> Didn't we get that in Predator 2, though? 
I don't remember. I don't think so. I think so. there was. I just don't think the fucking goofy symbols came up and that fucking sucked. Like the goofy little predator, whatever the predator was saying, their symbols came up and then it like morphed into English and shit. Yeah. It was like, shut the fuck up. There were a lot of bad decisions were made in this movie, Joe. Yeah, I agree. And I would say the bad decision, uh, the worst decision was probably Fred Decker. Uh, I mean, Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps are, are good, fun movies, but anything, and House, but we'll get to that later. But uh, Yeah, but his style really doesn't work for a Predator story. Didn't care for it. And <laughs> The military prisoner insane guys, one of them was Scottish or some shit. Uh, maybe. I mean, <laughs> Punisher had Tourette's, which was fucking stupid. Uh, the fucking Key and Peel guy, he fucking just kept telling terrible jokes. I fucking never cared for those fucking dudes to begin with. Like, I remember that guy on Mad TV and the Chalupa skit fucking sucked. Always fucking never cared for that guy. And I mean, the other people you can't even remember who it's just, it's not good. It's not a good movie, Joe. It's not. But still, uh, I mean, if this is the worst one in the series pending the one coming out next week, all in all, it's not a bad series at all. Definitely one of the easiest ones that, uh, we had to watch for this fucking thing. I'll say that, but <laughs> that being said, I'd rather watch Alien vs. Predator, either one of them again, over this one. Yeah. Well, maybe not that second one. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but yes. Yeah, so next week, as Tom mentioned earlier, uh, the new Predator, Let Us Pray, is uh, going to be out the mask Saint. So we'll be talking about that on Sunday. Sunday. Or Monday. Maybe. See how it goes. Yeah. Might be a hard week. We don't know. We hope it's not. I but. hope not. Fuck. Uh, so, yeah. That's that. And uh, we're swinging into another issue. I was going to say, hey, what is that? A full moon? But that really doesn't <laughs> matter, does it? Is there a dark moon horizon? Mm. Uh, okay, so this is one of the first issues of Spider-Man I remember reading. So I still have this uh, this issue, and it's pretty beat up. And it was also done on a uh, book and record set. So I have that somewhere, too. <laughs> also from my childhood. Yeah. But I like this cover. Uh, so John Romita cover and it's it's pretty good. You know, you got uh, Jonah Jameson like crying like a little bitch. Oh, don't let that wolf get me. And Spider-Man's is like, oh, it's not I'll, a wolf, save Joe. I'll save you all. Oh, man, wolf. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this issue starts off with Spider-Man's ripping off a newspaper from a local newsstand. And he's just, like, mad because the bugle saying Spider-Man's a menace. Like, they've never done that before, and he's just fucking noticing. Anyway, he tries to go to school for a change because he hasn't been to class in, what, like, a year? 
he's been mourning the death of Gwen Stacy that we just forget about and never bring up again. Yeah. And he thinks everybody in there is like making fun of him, looking at him, you know, feeling sorry for him. So he just leaves, leaves class. And Flash Thompson pops up, but he's got blonde hair for some reason. And uh, he tells Flash to go fuck himself, tells MJ to go fuck herself. And he's, you know, steals another paper. He vandalizes a newspaper stand and takes all the newspapers out of them. And he says, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to go kick Jonah James <laughs> right now. But let's flash backward a little bit because uh, J. Jonah Jameson's arguing with, uh, with Robertson, but his son comes in. You know, what the hell is his son's name? Who cares? Uh, he says, hey, dad, I'm going to get married. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't feel so good, dad. This necklace, this necklace. And He's wait. got a pearl necklace. And then uh, then we see, like, somebody turning into a werewolf, <laughs> going through the transformation. And so, In the day. In the day. <laughs> and this man wolf, he goes and. Bust through Jay Jonasons of uh, <laughs> and he starts terrorizing Jay Jonah Jamesons like Jerklins, and uh, but Spider Man's appears just in the nick of time. The Man Wolf knocks him out, and Jay Jonah Jerklin realizes, "Oh, that's my son, my boy. <laughs> He's a bear. I mean, a dog." Yeah. Don't you go after him, Spider-Man's or I'm gonna write tell a everybody bad, you fingered me. <laughs> write a bad editorial about you. And that that ends our story. This this is we're left on a cliffhanger. Left Are we? Yeah, because Spider-Man's is just waiting on the roof saying, you know what? I think I'm gonna go look for that man. Well, wait, what's going on? My Spider-Man sense. And Man Wolf is right behind him, about to fucking pounce. The end. Is this a two-part? It's a two-parter. True so believer. Man Wolf's in the next one. Yes. All right. I think I read both issues. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just leave it there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tell you this: it doesn't doesn't end spectacularly or amazingly. Did uh we find out how he transferred or how he transformed? No, we don't have the origin okay. of animals yet. So that's Just the next issue. He uh he changes in the day. Well <laughs> he was the last astronaut oh. on the moon, you know. Yep, and he brought back the fucking venom symbiote and he had this suit that Gave him Jupiter powers or some <laughs> shit. A lot's happened to this guy over the years. Yeah, this kid, he's just got bad luck. Mm. Yeah. Old John Jr., they call him. Mm -hmm. Gil Kane did the art this issue, and it was heavily, heavily inked <laughs> by John Romita and the other nincompoop guy. Uh, but next issue, I think it's back to Ross and Drew. Who sucks? That guy just sucks. Well, I couldn't tell if both issues just kind of blended together there. Yeah, well, I think Ramita's uh, inking them all, so he's making them look more like Ramita than whatever. Hey, hey, 
You like lists, Tom? I don't know. When they're entertaining. Yeah, this one was kind of a difficult one to to fill. We we're doing our our favorite domiciles. That's homes or places to live or a place where you go home to roost or something like that. I'm a pop culture houses. Yes, pop culture houses. And this is like our version of Cribs, I guess. <laughs> so on my honorable mentions, Tom, I have McDuck Manor. And this is where Scrooge McDuck lived, his mansion. He's a rich guy. Is that where he lives with the McDucklings? Yes. I think they're his nephews. Their parents died in mm. a terrible duck auto wreck. And had so to live he molests and takes care of them. Yeah. When he's not, you know, parading around at night as Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. Quiet you. Next honorable mention, I have the Baxter Building. It's their headquarters and their home. Who's? The Fantastic Four. Oh. Okay, the next, I have Castlevania. <laughs> it's a castle you see and then i have camelot another castle on the list this is where king arthur lived with excalibur and all that oh the little dragon guy and kitty pride captain britain <laughs> then i have i think that was avalon but mickey I don't we will get to them no we won't uh then i have xanadu which is the home in Citizen Kane. You know, he had a fucking zoo on the on the grounds, Tom. And those are my honorable mentions of domiciles. Home. It's pretty good, Joe. Places to live. To lay your head. My honorable mention goes as followed. I have the Baxter Building. How'd they get all that shit in there, Joe? Who's There's they? The Fantastic Four. Ah, Reed man. Richards got some big pieces of equipment in there. They bring them all in little tiny pieces and build that shit in there. We'll never know. It's a skyscraper. <laughs> Freight elevator isn't that big. Well, they always have the thing carrying around shit. Yeah, but how? Them. Where? They just rip a side of the fucking wall off and... Willie Lumpkin brings it. Oh, I see. Good yeah. old Stanley. <laughs> and then I have the Sunnyvale Trailer Park. What could we say? I wouldn't want to live there, but it seems like an interesting place to visit. Not with them bottle kids. Mm -mm. Fuck no. You pop those tires every day when you leave for work. And then I have Al Bundy's house. It's nice to know that a shoe salesman could afford such a such a nice house in the Chicago suburbs. Nice. It gives me hope. And then I have Arnold's room from Hey Arnold. He can hit a remote and his fucking bookcase would flip around to a fucking sofa and <laughs> flip it back around and all the books would still be perfectly in place. It's amazing. How does that happen? I don't know. And then I have 
a house from the movie House. It was haunted, you see, Joe. It was. It had a time portal or some shit to be or Vietnam. Something. something. All I know is written by Fred Decker. Mm-hmm. He wrote The Predator, too, you know. He did. With Shane African American. Yep. And those are my honorable mentions. Thank you. At number 10, I have Asteroid M. Does M stand for Magneto? Does it stand for Mutant? Does it stand for Marvel? I don't know, but he lived there for a while on Asteroid M. My number 10 is the school from Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. (laughs) It's a haunted house, you see, Joe. Haunted school? Yes. Yes. At number nine, Tom, I have Pee-wee's Playhouse. But it's tied with Pee-wee Herman's house in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Both seem like fun, entertaining places to live. Just a Ruth Goldberg fan, huh? Mm-hmm. I see. My number nine is the Adams Family House, Joe. You remember this one? I do. There was a lot of fucking going on in that house. Mm-hmm. You could smell it from across the block. <laughs> At number eight, Tom, I have the Adams Family House. You remember this one? No. It's a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> a lot of hand jobs going on in that house. <laughs> My number eight is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre House. You remember this one, Joe? I do. A lot of fucking going on in that house. Kind of a shitty looking house. Yep. But it had a swing. A nice chair swing. That like big a... baby boy, he fucked up the door. <laughs> That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Jason breaks windows and Leatherface cuts through doors. At number seven... I have Snake Mountain. This is where Skeletor lived. A lot of people think he lived in Castle Grayskull, but he didn't. Lived in Snake Mountain. It had a big snake (laughs) going around a turret or something. Was the castle just where he conducted business? Yeah. Yeah, this is a tourist trap is all it was. Ah, I see. What are we, uh, number seven? I have the Psycho House. You see, it's up on the hill. It's a house on the hill in Pasadena. A house. Yes. In there, you will find peanut butter. And you will also find (laughs) wood shavings, also known as sawdust, upon other things, like spoons in chairs the psycho house at number six 
I have Castle Grayskull. A lot of people think a Skeletor lived there, but it was just some chick that lived there that was dressed like a bird or something. <laughs> yeah, fucking strange. I, you know, it's just a tourist trap in Eternia. My number six is the Munster's house. From Rob Zombie's The Monsters. <laughs> they keep a dragon under the staircase, Tom. It's, it's That's where they keep their heating unit. Everybody thought it was their pet, but that was really just Flintstone technology heating. It does get cold up in those California hills. Especially when you're dead. The house smelled like fucking, you know. That damn Lillian. Uh, what are we at? Five. At number five, I have from DC Comics, The House of Mystery. Owned by Kane. And he just got some gargoyles that live with him. My number five is the house from the House of Wax remake, Joe. You see, the house was actually made of wax. It was. So all everything in the house was all sculpted and molded. It took a took a lot, Joe. You can you can build a house or or you can sculpt a house out of wax and then live in it. It's up to you, but gets pretty damp though, I imagine. If it gets hot out. Yeah. If you if you travel to the deep south and that's where you where your wax houses or might get a little immersed. A lot of waxing of that ass going on. Damn. At number four, Tom, I have the Psycho House. This is a house that's behind a hotel or a motel. A motel. A motel. And there's a lot of, uh, like if you're into taxidermy, it's good to go visit the Psycho House. Yeah. yeah. My number four is the underground layer of the Sawyers from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. They lived underground. They did. <laughs> the end. And number three... Dracula's Castle from Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Or was it Martin Scorsese's Dracula? Same dude. Doesn't matter. But the castle was pretty cool. Creepy. Seemed like a nice place to stay. There's three hot vampire bitches that are walking around naked all the time. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> My number three is the Venture Brothers compound. There's everything you could possibly want there except for safety. So if you don't mind that, then head on over and become part of Team Venture, Joe. You'll like Number it. two, I have Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> you know, it's got a ghost problem, but <laughs> what do you expect? Hey! This Italian boy made it. He's got 
He crossed over. <laughs> John Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pig knuckles. All right. Number two, I have the titty twister. Now, you might not think this is a house. You might think this is some kind of fictional establishment. But believe me, Joe, vampires live there. It's a temple. And it's a house of prostitution. Yeah. If you go to the back, you'll see it's a temple. Yes. At number one, I have Superman's Fortress of Solitude. And I get it. Sometimes you just want to get the fuck away from everybody and go to your Fortress of Solitude where nobody's going to talk to you. No fucking bill collectors are going to be calling. None of that shit. <laughs> My number one is the Crypt Keeper's house. I'm assuming it's his house. <laughs> I don't know, but the house from the beginning of Tales from the Crypt that you take a magical journey to down into the basement and the old Crypt Keeper pops up and goes, <laughs> Good and that stuff. Elfin music's always playing. Mm. And Good stuff. Hot stuff. Is it a miniature? Is it a set? You'll never know. Yes, you will. It was both. Fuck you. And those are our favorite pop culture houses. Joe, next week, you know what we're going to be talking about? Why don't you tell me? Our favorite thing with holes. Okay. I already got my number one. <laughs> Good. <laughs> our Bud Dwyer's head. <laughs> Join us next week where we're sure to have a non a very clean uh wholesome list of I'm things. gonna be banned from Facebook just because <laughs> uh, all right so uh dwnproductions.net still got a few of these hats left go get one Got a couple jerkling rags after this week. I will be taking them uh, down off the website. And the only way to get one would be to check the uh, city dump. But head on over to the DWN Productions Facebook page where I have a bunch of leftover masks from shows this year that I have up there at a discounted price. So go through the posts from the last week or last three years, whenever the fuck you are looking or hearing this and uh, go buy that shit because I would like to get that shit sold. Mention you heard about it on the podcast and I'll be more than happy to knock a couple bucks off of whatever price that was listed at. So dwnproductions.net. DWN Productions Facebook page. And... and then go to fastcustomshirts.com. Why don't you get started on your Christmas shopping? Go ahead and pick up some stuff for your loved ones, your friends. Uh, hey, it's back to school time, too. Get the kids some T-shirts, some nice, wholesome T-shirts to wear at school. And... Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got to have a birthday coming up. Why don't you get them a gift from fastcustomshirts.com? Because 
I could use the money and some sleep. But wouldn't that work keep you up? Not tonight, it won't. Oh, well, that's good. So join us next week as we talk about holes, wow, people turn into werewolves, and... Uh, and we got to pray just to make it today. The new Predator movie. Well, let me ask you this, Joe. <laughs> before we sign off here, after going through all these Predator movies, you excited for the new Predator? You don't give a fuck? How, what do you think? I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be something good, but I really I'm trying not to have any expectation for it. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the trailers or anything, so I'm going to go into it fresh. I may prime myself by watching that uh, that Batman film that we talked about uh, that featured was it Aliens or was it Predator? I don't remember. Oh, what was it? Batman Dead End? Or yes, Dead End. Batman film? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to rewatch that. Well, it's not long. It's like, what, three minutes or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll also be reading uh, Predator Race War. Fuck yeah. Someone owes me some money. A five-issue miniseries that came out in early 2000s, I think. I bet it didn't do well. No, it didn't. I don't think so. <laughs> It's written by Andrew Vax, which uh, that's an unusual project for him. Well, we'll see you next week. Hope everybody enjoys their week or enjoyed their week whenever the fuck you are hearing this. All right, then. Boy, Gab. Oh!